Signing day is practically here. Are you ready? If you aren't, you will be after this podcast. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I am raging in New Orleans. Okay, well, one of those words, one of those words was a lie. I'm not raging. I'm just in New Orleans. I dig it. Uh, that's awesome. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for making us your first listen. I'll tell you about Bet Online in just a bit. Um, Jimmy, here we are. Nope. I mean, by the time I put this video out, it'll probably be, I don't know. I guess it'll be Tuesday afternoon. Because what do we want to do? I'm just gonna let everybody know a programming note. We're gonna video out, and then tomorrow we're gonna have another podcast. Probably after um, Quay Russo and James Smith make it official. I think that's the best thing to do. Um, that way we'll know about Caden Proctor by then. We'll know about, obviously, the Carver duo. We might know about some other dudes. Maybe might know about Luke Haas. That, that's somebody that some people are thinking Very about. Some still got a shot at. Um, so, yeah, we, we'll know some things. So be patient with us because tomorrow's episode won't be out until the afternoon which I'm saying be patient with us because this episode is out in the afternoon. So I guess, yeah, just do the same thing you did today. So there is some growing optimism about Caden Proctor. Um, in fact, the Iowa message boards are in complete meltdown mode. A lot of things surprising about that. The fact that Iowa has a message board, um, <laughs> that, that blows me away, but, uh, no, they, um, they are not taking the news. Well, they are not. I wouldn't take that. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, they wouldn't take that joke well. Um, but I, you know, look, I don't blame them. I mean, this was their, this was the star of their show. I mean, I told you earlier, and I think they've since got a couple of three star commits. But they had, when I looked at their commit list, it was one five star in Proctor, one four star, and eighteen three stars. And I guess if you're Caden Proctor, you can look at that like, yeah, I'm from Iowa. This makes a lot of sense. But you know, you're not. And again, I don't mean this as a shot at Iowa. You're not going to win a championship there. You you haven't done it in my lifetime, and I'm 50. I mean, so it's just not going to happen. And um, the chances are you're not going to win a Big Ten championship. I don't – shoot, I don't remember the last Iowa Big Ten championship. I feel good, but I don't. Maybe in the 80s with Chuck Long at quarterback. Was it, When they beat – didn't they beat Michigan like 9-7 to seven or something or – they, they might have won. They, they, I would think Hayden Fry won the Rose Bowl. It went to the Rose Bowl and won it. Or I, I would assume he had, uh, but because he was there for so long. But I don't know that Kirk Ferentz has won the Big Ten. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, but I know this man. This is the last thing fans like to hear. But you know, winning a championship is is big. It's a big thing. If you're writing down what what kids are looking for, that's on the list. I'm not sure it's at the top. You know, uh, and and I think his draw to Iowa had all to do for literally the exact same reasons a kid from Alabama that is a basketball player that could play for Kentucky chooses to stay home and play for Alabama because he's going to hear the same things from the Kentucky fans that Alabama fans are saying about Proctor and Iowa, which is fine, go to Alabama and play basketball and 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 not win the SEC tournament not win the SEC, but once every 20 years, never get past 
the elite eight. You've only been there once. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, so I don't think now other kids might have winning a championship higher on their list of priorities that, Hey, hell yeah. I'll leave town. Uh, if it means I get to play on, on college football's biggest stages like Alabama does. And there's also, you know, when you practice against a Will Anderson, you know, it, it, it improves you and, and, you know, and prepares you for the NFL probably better than, than would happen at Iowa, although Iowa consistently produces NFL offensive linemen. So, uh, you know, it's just different for, for every kid. And I haven't even mentioned NIL yet, which is far and away at the top of the list. And it's fair to assume, don't definitely assume, but it's fair to assume Proctor's going to do uh, financially better at Alabama than he would have at Iowa. Yeah, and look, I, I, I get your point. That's all um, very true. I will say, I will add this caveat in there. Um, I don't think it's fair to bear Alabama basketball and Iowa football in the same regard. I mean, Alabama basketball has won an SEC tournament and the SEC and has been uh, to the NCAA tournament several times uh, since the last time Iowa did really much of anything in football. Now, I, I'll give Iowa this. In 2015, I guess it was, they would have played us in Dallas over Michigan State had they beaten Michigan State in the Big Ten Championship, but they didn't beat them. Had they beat now, and had they done that, we probably would have beaten them as badly as we beat Michigan State in Dallas. But uh, regardless, um, Alabama basketball also, I would say, has a better. I think Alabama basketball has got a better history in Alabama than Iowa football. Could be. Oh, and, and it could be. I've never heard apples to apples. And right now, right this minute, Alabama's right higher than Kentucky who's the bell cow in our conference is has a better record than Kentucky and has really played a better schedule than Kentucky. So, um, I, I mean, if Iowa had, had shoot, when's the last time Iowa was ranked ahead of Alabama in football for even a week. It's a long hard time. to believe during this hard to believe during the Saban era, although I'm sure it's happened in other years, but I mean, all that's really going to matter is okay. What's happened in the last six or eight years. And, I was been competitive. They they win games and go to bowls. My only point being that winning a championship is not number one on every kid's list. Uh, it, I, it I, get, rank, I get it. It doesn't rank as high as as most fans I think would assume. Although it is a high ranked thing, I would say, frankly, if we're we're in a rank them, I'd say number one is nil. Yeah. Uh, no, number two is uh, is probably geography to an extent. Not as big as it used to be, but it's still a thing. In other words, most kids want to make it easier on their parents, you know, to go see them play. Uh, so I would rank geography number two and, and number three. Um, I, I think number three is, is what, what, what program can best prepare me to play in the NFL and, and boy, Alabama is going to, going to rank as high on that one as much as anyone and ranks very high in NIL. I mean, we'll talk about it more and more. We're going to have Philip Stutz on, on locked on Bama in my, uh, me, me and Luke plan to make him a more frequent guest. Uh, because collectives are now becoming almost synonymous, you know, with recruiting and with, with, or, or I should say with universities. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think Alabama is, is a, a major, major player in the NIL world, major. That, that, and I need no more evidence than the recruiting rankings. No, I, I agree with you. Um, now, that being said, we're going to spend another two segments talking about uh, transfer possibilities for Alabama. And we're also going to talk about where some of the Alabama players that left have landed and what their prospects are for the future. Uh, but really quickly, uh, Jimmy, 
you the Carver duo, we so good. Let's we got to go through this kind of quickly. But the what are you looking at a spider or something? What are you doing? Uh, the TV is set up in, in my hotel room in New Orleans. My laptop is up against uh, on a desk against the wall, and and above the wall is this very large television. And uh, the Mike Leach uh, uh, thing is on over my head. The uh, Leach Public Memorial, and uh, I, I just could barely look up and see a suit. And I'm like, wow, that's a nice suit. So I had to look all the way up to the top to see who was wearing it. And it's Lincoln Riley. Okay. I'm sorry. I asked, but, um, but so good about the Carver duo, just yes or no. Yes. Okay. Feel good about Proctor. Yes. Uh, Damari Brown. Less good than I did yesterday. I think Miami taking the brother, I don't know that that decided it, but it may have tipped the scales. And Miami is also recruiting extremely well in this new age with the new rules, if you're knowing what I'm saying. Uh, Desmond Ricks. He's on feel much better on today. Yeah, he's going to sign Thursday. I feel better about that today than I did. Uh, he, he, This kid has, has really flip-flopped around for, for a 2024 kid who's reclassified. First it was Alabama, then it was Georgia, then lately it was in LSU, and then it was Florida, and then he just went to LSU, and I thought – this kid loves every program he just visited, and LSU got the last visit. But uh, I think Alabama, but I'm not as confident about that one as the others, but I think Alabama for Ricks, if I'm guessing uh, right now. Luke Haas, the tight end from Oklahoma, who's currently committed to Arkansas. I'm going to say Arkansas, but that could easily be Alabama. Okay. We need to go ahead and tell everybody about Bet online, betonline.net is where you want to go to get that bet in. Just look at the little scroll beneath me if you're watching on YouTube. Bet on, find all the latest odds, scores, news, updates, podcasts, whatever you want at betonline.net. They got everything you need. So easy to pay in, even easier to get paid when you win that money, which is what you'll do if you go to betonline.net. Because I know we have very smart gamblers out there listening to our podcast. Go to betonline.net. Just sign up. Easy to do. It doesn't take any time at all. And um, you sign up, you're ready to rock, and you start playing anything you want to. You can play poker. You can play blackjack. You can also just bet on whatever game you want to. And, look, that's that's the new thing, man. It's, it makes every game fun. You could have bet on the World Cup. That would have been super cool, right? Go to betonline.net. It's where the game starts. All right, Jimmy. So uh, some of our guys that have <clears throat> left the program have landed in a few spots. A couple of them landed at TCU, um, yep. JoJo Earl, and now Tommy Brockermeyer. I'm, I guess I'm not super surprised by that. Gary Patterson is still at TCU, right? I mean, he's still there right now, right? No, 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 not no. Gary Patterson. Um, Gary Patterson is now the offensive line coach at uh, at Texas. Why did I say offensive Gary Patterson when I was thinking for a second? He was the. I think Gary Patterson's offensive analyst at Texas. Uh, TCU, uh, not offensive. Yeah. TCU Why is. Why did I just say so dumb? Sunny Dykes. Sunny Dykes. Sunny Dykes. TCU. I, that's, and, yeah. When I think TCU, I think Gary Patterson. That's what I was. That's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. But you know, Sunny Dykes was linked to some other jobs. But of course, he's still at TCU. They're in the middle of the playoffs, and um, they get Tommy Brockermeyer. They also get JoJo Ward. What do you think about the landing spot for those two cats? Well, first of all, uh, I said all along, if Auburn had hired Sunny Dykes, I would have had a heart attack. I mean, that, that's how good I feel about. Not that he's a national, for sure, going to win a national title at TCU or anywhere else, but his offense gives me heart palpitations in terms of Alabama having to 
recruit against it and play against it every year. So thank you, Auburn, for hiring Hugh Freeze. Not to say Hugh Freeze doesn't present his own challenges, particularly as a recruiter, but uh, Sonny Dykes is exactly who I did not want Auburn to hire personally. Um, the fact that a couple of things, what I just say, the most important things about recruiting, number one, it says NIL, and number two is geography, and number two, one out here. Number three was playing for a, a winning program that's going to going to best prepare you for the NFL. I had that three. I still had geography too, and I think geography is what won out. Tommy Brockermeyer and JoJo Earl both went home uh, where they'll be more comfortable. And secondly, I think the, the draw to that offense, uh, it is a, a big-time offense. Uh, it's fun to play in. Uh, they're winning. They're scoring a lot of points. I can certainly see why JoJo Earl wants to be there. You can bet TCU is going to be attractive to quarterbacks going forward. Uh, that even a player like Max Dugan, who's probably not a first-round pick, still put up first-round pick numbers and was invited to the Heisman ceremony playing in that offense. So uh, I think it's uh, – frankly, I, I do critique the choices our guys make, and I think uh, JoJo and Tommy Brockermeyer both made an excellent choice. This is a place they can play. I think there's some irony here. I had a friend text me just after the Brockermeyer news broke who said something uh, that, that I found funny and, and interesting, but he's like, wow – for, for a team that's in the playoff and Alabama's not, why are our players leaving there to go find playing time? I mean, they can't play at Alabama. So they're going to go TCU, who's in the playoff, and they will find more playing time there. That's hilarious and true. Uh, believe it or not, TCU, as good as they are, they are there as a product of those that they won those close games. Uh, you don't always win the close games. TCU has to get much better so those close wins aren't as close. So, uh, it was a gutsy uh, team that was very good late in games of finding a way to win, but they're also not talented as Alabama is. Um, and and therefore, uh, Tommy Brockermeyer, I'm, I'm not convinced he, he will jump into the lineup. Uh, I want to see him be there for a year. I'm not going to bet yet on Brockermeyer being a, an immediate starter at TCU. I wouldn't make that bet. I think he, I think he could. I think he might. Uh, but I, I wouldn't say it's definitely going to happen. JoJo will. JoJo, I would bet on. Uh, I think JoJo will be one of their very best receivers, frankly, and probably their starting punt returner. And had he returned to Alabama and was a featured player, I'd, I'd feel pretty good about JoJo. I think really what we saw at Alabama was a product of his youth, injuries, and disappointment that while he was out, Kool-Aid uh, won his punt return job. Yeah, and I, I, he would have a better chance to be the returner next year, even though Cooley did a marvelous job this year. I think that, um, you know, he, he would probably at least have a better shot at it just because Cooley so we're going to be so invaluable next year on uh, uh, at the defensive back position. Um, some other guys that have transferred and landed uh, at various spots, Javion Cohen, uh, he goes to Miami where, you know, Mario Cristobal, I guess, Mario Cristobal was at Alabama when he was recruited, right? Maybe there for a year? No. Maybe? No. No? No. Okay. I, th I think Javion was gone. I think Javion was recruited by Kyle Flood. Really? Uh, okay. I think so. But, uh, yeah, I, I, and I'm a little disappointed in this one. First of all, I don't think it's 100% certain Javion will start at Miami. I believe so. I would bet on it, but I wouldn't bet a lot. But I would bet – that he will be a starter at Miami, but I wouldn't bet a lot. Number two, it's a long, long ways from home, uh, and I'm not a big fan of that for young kids uh, unless they're 
uh, exceptionally mature. Uh, I, I don't like that. Number three, hey, you know, the, thankfully not a lot of Miami uh, fans listen to the podcast. I, I'm not convinced that's going to be a great culture uh, based on the way they're getting players and in Miami and, you know, who can get out of their head, old school Miami, 80s, 90s Miami. Um, I, I don't know. It, 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 it feels maybe messy and, and not for everybody. And, and to me, Javion would have been better off with an SEC, an SEC school closer to home. Uh, you know, so if I was Javion, I would have more strongly considered Ole Miss, uh, Auburn, uh, maybe even Mississippi State, uh, uh, Tennessee even. Uh, but I, I don't understand this Miami choice. To me, it's uh, potentially the wrong spot for him. So I'm not, I'm not crazy about that choice, but, hey, that's okay. I'm not his uh, agent. Uh, or his advisor, and uh, the, the kid's living his own life. And I'm rooting for him. I, I hope things work out for him. I really do. Uh, Aaron Anderson heads to LSU. Uh, you know, that makes some sense in that he's from there. He was committed to LSU at one time. Um, and maybe the the hometown allure, maybe homesickness. I, I don't know what the story is here. That's the one guy that we've talked about so far that um, I wish had not left. But uh, Christian Leary – headed to UCF. Of course, he's from the Orlando area. Uh, we already talked about Treshawn Holden in a previous podcast. He's headed to Oregon. Tanner Bowles headed to Kentucky. Uh, Kyrie Jackson also Oregon. It's going to be interesting to see where Trey Sanders winds up. Um, Amari Kite, I assume, you know, all the Auburn boards think he'll end up there. And then Damian George, uh, no telling where he'll end up too. So, I haven't heard anything on Damian George. I haven't heard anything on Trey Sanders. Aaron Anderson will do well at LSU just because he was going to do well at Alabama. That's one thing that that would frustrate me with some fan reaction. If Aaron Anderson goes to LSU and does well, people will say, you know, gosh, why did we let him leave? Or how come he didn't do well at Alabama? Forgetting the facts of when he was at Alabama, he was hurt for two-thirds of the season. Then when was he going to play? I mean, he just didn't get a chance to develop here. He's also a freshman here and will be a sophomore there. And like me and Bear Bryant say all the time, you know, the best thing about freshmen is they become sophomores. Uh, Aaron Anderson doing well at LSU will have nothing to do with what happened at Alabama. Uh, He's going to be a good player. He would have been a good player at Alabama. He'll be a good player down there. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I think he'll be pretty good there. I think that um, Treshawn Holden could be good at Oregon, too. I think that could work out great. Yeah, um, I sort of interesting that he's catching balls from Bo Nix, right? I mean, Bo Nix coming back for a fifth yeah, season. That's wild. At Oregon, and uh, and Holden will be one of it. I think, to, to me, Holden is, is is strictly a possession-type receiver uh, in terms of you know, I don't, I don't think that he's a big vertical threat. But, you know, the Pac-12, it's a different league. It's a different competition. Uh, he's facing lesser defensive backs, to be honest, except when you play like Southern Cal or Washington. I mean, most weeks he's going to be playing a player that's not quite as good as what he saw on a weekly basis in the SEC. He's big. He's a big size guy. Uh, I won't be surprised at all if he does well. Kyrie, uh, I, I think, is a really good player. And, and, and I hate – he's one of them I hate to lose – in the sense that I'm convinced he's good and and probably would have had a role at Alabama next year. But I get that he's in his contract year and, uh, hey, you'll probably have a role isn't a sales point to someone in their contract year. 
he needs to go someplace in his mind where he is definitely the dude. And uh, that's likely to happen for him at Oregon. I'll just be interested to see, is he going to be a corner? Is he going to be a nickel corner? Or, or are they going to move him to safety? Because I'm still, even after two years at Alabama, Luke, I'm not 100% sure where I think Kyrie's best spot is. All right, Jimmy, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about guys that are in the transfer portal and see if any of them may be headed to Alabama. All right, Jimmy, so one other thing that, you know, you brought up, and I'm not, we're not going to get off on a tangent here like we were prone to do, but, uh, you know, had Bo Nix gone pro, and let's say he, everything had turned out great and he, he has a Jalen Hurts-esque influence mm-hmm. in the pro game. I, I don't think that'll happen, but let's say that it did. I would feel like, okay, if, um, if, if Auburn fans wanted to claim him the way we claim Jalen Hurts, I get it. You know, I get it. Now that he's staying another year at Oregon, I feel like he's an Oregon dude. <laughs> like two years makes you an Oregon guy. And his, his stats are going to be a lot better at Auburn than they were at Auburn. And the historical revisionism at Auburn is, is worse than it is with Alabama fans. I mean, in terms, yeah. y'all, those Auburn fans, and I know there's a few that listen, and I'm just, hey, I read the stuff. Y'all were brutal to Patrick Nick, uh, Bo Nix. Y'all were brutal to Bo Nix when, when he was at the, he's not good. He's overrated. He shouldn't be playing. Bench him and play Finley, which which y'all asked for and got. How'd that work out? Yeah, well, <laughs> well, let me let me stop. They are they weren't wrong though. I mean, Bo was he wasn't great at Auburn. He's been really good at Oregon, which I think speaks more about the competition he's playing because in the game against Georgia, granted it was game one, he stunk it up then too. Um, yep. So, but he has certainly gotten better. I think he's a pretty good quarterback. I don't think he's I like think, an all-time quarterback. I, I just think, think that. Um, I think it's the surrounding cast. I mean, I, yeah. I think he's. I think at Oregon, he's got an offensive line. He's got targets. He's got a running back. He's got good coaches all around yeah. him. Yes, I do think the competition is a factor. Playing Pac-12 defenses every week instead of SEC defenses, that is a factor for sure. But I think. Look, quarterbacks get too much blame when things go wrong, and they get too much credit when things go right because there's no position on the field more dependent about who's around you. Us Alabama yeah. fans, we know this from the Tua experience alone in the NFL. Tua didn't have any help in Miami. He stunk. Tua's got a ton of help in Miami. Now he's going to make the Pro Bowl. I mean, He's the number one vote getter. Yeah, it's the same but, thing in college football. Bo Nix had help, and when Bo was at Auburn and the offense was crap, Auburn fans call Bo Nix crap. Yeah. All right. I said we weren't going down a rabbit hole. We're, we're getting down this rabbit hole. I'm, I'm putting a ladder down, a hooked ladder, so we can climb back up. Let's talk about transfer portal. Um, Travis Hunter, the number one recruit by some services last year, is in the transfer portal. Of course, he went to uh, Jackson State to be with Dion. The assumption is he's going to follow Dion to Colorado. I guess he could go to Florida State. He has been linked to A&M. He has been linked to SU. Um, I don't think I'm as involved, so we won't spend a lot of time there. Denver Harris, of course, a lot of people thought he would commit to Alabama. He's probably more famous this year for posting like an Instagram story where he's driving 712 miles an hour in like a parking garage. I mean, something bananas. Um, but again, I think LSU is linked to him and, and uh, Texas is. I don't know who Alabama really is. Have you heard anything about those two cats in Alabama? No, no. And, and, and frankly, yeah. I'll be 
critical if we take Denver Harris. I'll be critical. I, I don't care if some scout somewhere is saying this kid is a lock first corner taken in the draft in two years. I, I no, no, no. I, I, I no. I don't. I, I I don't want that in Alabama's program, and I'll be difficult. I'll be disappointed if those that run the program think he should be. I uh, that that Instagram video was enough for me. And then he's suspended twice. He deserves a second chance. He deserves a chance to mature and grow up. Uh, and that's great. I hope he gets that chance. I just hope it's not at Alabama, to be honest. I'm with you. And, you know, I could equate this a little bit to the whole Hugh Freeze thing um, where, look, I, I've been sort of critical of, of Auburn's hiring him, but what it is. Um, but I'll say this, that Hugh Freeze, he, he did go somewhere else first, much smaller. And at least, I mean, yeah, he was making plenty of money. I mean, I'm not crying him a river, but he at least went somewhere smaller and had to pay some more dues. See, I kind of feel like Denver Harris, and I don't want to be a judge, jury, and executioner for these kids or anything, but given what went down there, I feel like it, it would be – I think it makes more sense for him to go somewhere small and then come more somewhere back big if he wants to. I, I just hate to see the transfer portal – reward people yeah. who really, I mean, did did the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Look, I, I get it where the transfer portal is there for people who they get in a bad situation, their coach leaves, um, they're, they're, they're stuck, they were promised to play this position, they've been moved to that position, whatever. Um, or they just want to be closer to home. I get all that. What I don't want the portal to be is you – did everything you could to set a terrible example at one school, and then you're going to go somewhere else under the guise of we all deserve second chances. Yeah, and the, and, and it sort of punishes AM for doing the right thing, assuming they pushed him into the portal. And I don't know what happened there. I don't know. And, again, I don't know everything there is to know about this kid, and I do have a great deal of confidence in Nick Saban's ability to change kids. I think Nick is – as good as there's ever been of that. And I think Nick Saban would actually do a lot of good uh, for the kid. I believe that. Um, I just, I, I just prefer when think, it's so important for Alabama to get it right, right now. I mean, we need a big season next fall. And I, I know the idea we need to get tougher and we need kind of a tougher brand of kid. You know, you don't have to break rules to be tough. I mean, I, I, I just, I'm not a fan of it, but I realize some people will be saying, oh, Jimmy's doing his get off my lawn thing, you know, old man, you know, doesn't, doesn't understand young kids. Well, I don't recall any of our 85 players this year getting, you know, suspended twice, driving with a reckless disregard for human life in a parking garage. Uh, you know, our kids aren't doing that. Yeah, I hear we, you. we won more games than A&M did. He obviously didn't so do much for their let me ask then, because instead of just going down all the guys, because like Devin Leary, he's committed to Kentucky, probably the number one uh, quarterback in the portal, things like that. I mean, you know, now that Drake May isn't going in the portal. Um, is there any transfer that you have us linked to at all? I mean, I, I don't know of any. I mean, now, after the bowl season is over, after our bowl season's over, some guys make their decisions. By the way, Brian Branch said something rather cryptic today about um, – really? that made me think maybe he's coming back. I don't think he's coming back, but he said something about how, you know, good the defensive back should be next year and things like that. Now maybe, but he didn't say he didn't necessarily include in that group, but he didn't exclude himself from that group. Yeah. So I think it just, 
I, that, that's that's news to me that you're saying that. I mean, because that's first I heard that, but I've been traveling. You know, I just got to New Orleans and plugged up to do the show, so uh, I was able to keep up with some stuff in the car, but but not everything. Uh, you say that two things. Number one, I I, I believe Brian Branch is going pro. Uh, that's my official prediction. But I was saying Luke this summer and this fall when others were saying, "Hey, this will be Branch's last year. He'll move on." I was going, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Not so fast." Branch fits the profile of the kids that stay. Uh, some kids that stay, uh, they like school. They do well in school. They don't play a position that is super premium in the draft. Uh, Branch is a nickel corner or a safety. Neither one of those positions are treated well in the first round of the draft. You kind of have to be the clear number one guy at those spots to go in the first round because they don't take multiple nickel corners or multiple safeties in the first round usually. So I'm not going to be shocked if Branch comes back because during the summer and fall, I was the one going, hey, I don't think Brian's going to leave. But then what happened was he was so good during the season. He was so good. And and, and his name is consistently mocked in the first round. I sort of gave up and said, ah, he's going to come out. But if he stays, I, if he stays, I won't be surprised or shocked. Yeah, and when you say mocked in the first round, you don't mean like ha ha ha. You mean like he was projected in the first round. No, not when mocked. you first said that, I was like, was mocked? Oh, I not, know what he meant. Yeah, yeah not mocked. Like when you said that you're surprised Iowa has message boards and you were mocking <laughs> Iowa. I was, I was saying. <laughs> I was saying that Brian Branch is is often uh, found in first round mock drafts by various NFL people experts. By the way, any Iowa people listening, I totally get the irony of a guy from Alabama making fun of the state of Iowa. I, I totally get that. I, that is not lost on me at all. So, um, anywho, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Is this heaven? No, so, it's Iowa. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, we will talk tomorrow. And again, we're going to do a podcast after Quay Rusaw and James Smith make their commitments. So we'll know about Caden Proctor by then. We'll know about some other dudes by then. And then we got to do our superlatives, Jimmy. It's that time. So we'll be doing all that before you know it. Until then, everybody, roll tight. Roll tight.